And hello, welcome to Iron Sworn Eye of the Storm. I am Sergio, your humble host, and with me today is a special guest. You may know him as Agent Merritt of Doom to Repeat. You are getting to know him as anchor of Ashoka Precious Cargo in our in our new podcast. It's none other than Caleb. Hello, Caleb. Hey, Sergio. It's so great to be here. I'm really excited to play. I've been watching so many people nearly die on this episode. I think it's about time that we get a full death. So uh, that's what I'm hoping for. First five minutes, we lose half. That's the idea. Uh, I I knew that you were going to be the last player. Something inside me just knew that we were going to save you for last for some reason. And the yeah, roles I could just feel it. Mm-hmm. I, I like watching through. I just I, I don't know why, but I knew I was going to be the, the last one to throw this in. OK, so let me give us a recap so we can kind of rem- remember what we did last session with Allegra. So we began the session where half woke up in the storm and had no other option other than to keep heading in the direction he thought the storm was. And the roles were with him and he got out but not without uh, uh, a token, uh, an iron token. He had splotches of iron kind of plastered all over his body. Not enough to immobilize him, but he will forever uh, be known as that guy with iron freckles all over his body. Uh, he made it through the wall of the storm and eventually came upon the forecasters. And sure enough, those forecasters were, um, uh, one of them was Wulan, uh, an old friend who had kind of remorseful feelings uh, uh, with Half. Uh, they nurtured him back to health. Uh, he had a, a, Half had a kind of nice connection, uh, reconnection with Wulan. And they went with Half back to the tribe, at least kind of halfway. And on the way, they they stopped at this interesting site where they found these uh, tablets, these tablets that were left behind by previous forecasters that gave advice about how to track the storm and what the general area was like. And it was kind of an interesting landmark. Uh, Half continued, made it back to the village, and immediately went to the historians. And he spilled the beans. He told them everything he saw about the strange ironmonger leader who now had this power to control the husks. Uh, he, he explained, you know, that all of the ironmongers he thinks were lost and decides with the historians what to do next. And the decision was to obfuscate the truth, kind of hide the truth from the ironmongers in the tribe who are now without a leader, Edda. Uh, the leader of the Ironmongers went in with you and didn't come back. So now the Ironmongers have taken a blow. And and, um, on top of all of this, the historians have kind of accepted half. Uh, Your grandmother of Vela has accepted you and and kind of realized that this is your path, that you are good at what you do. You've survived the impossible. And everything was fine until the next morning when half realized that Char was not with him that char had not returned and so no choice char has helped you out of a bunch of situations you've got to go find him and so half went back out into the eye to look for char and we made a little bit of progress i think the last we left it was uh uh, we found mouse remains you know the, the 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 tail and the and the bits of of rat that indicate that a hawk or or something like char is nearby and that's where we kind of left it. 
Now, my question to you at the top of the game, uh, Caleb, is we need to decide whether we are going to commit to this being a formidable vow or do we want to downgrade it to make this a little easier? Because right now, at least six to six to seven progress rolls are in front of us if we really want to keep this a formidable vow. So what are your thoughts? I think... I think maybe we need to downgrade this. I'd like to find Char as soon as possible. And I feel like we're getting close with this mouse body. I feel like this could be a good sign that he's close by. Let's downgrade it. Okay. So we're going to make this dangerous. And by doing that, we're going to increase our progress. So right now we have four progress. Every time we uh, succeed, we're going to gain another two. So with four, we still want another four or five progress here. Okay. What's the next move? You found some remains of rats or mice. H- how do we keep finding Char? Uh, I think maybe we try and link this up with, uh, you know, Char's eating patterns. I think that Half knows his bird very well. And maybe he knows that uh, Char likes to retreat to a safe place to rest nearby where they eat. They eat. And so maybe I'm going back through the memories as Half and trying to find well, I know my bird finds a nice perch immediately after eating, and so I know he's within the surrounding area, okay. within, you know, maybe a mile's distance, and I want to start looking for bird perches. I'm trying to find him in every corner. I'm looking to the tall canopies of this misty, uh, marshy uh, forest and hoping to God that Char has found a safe place to rest. That's right. That's, that's, that's one thing that we established is that this – uh, Tanglewood that we are in, this area, uh, ha- has a heavy fog in it. So that's that was one of the reasons why we were having trouble finding uh, Char. Uh, I think you're going to gather information for this. So you're going to roll plus yeah. wits, and okay. let's see what you get. All right. Oh, that's a lovely wits roll. I forgot about half. <laughs> oh, strong hit? You can turn it into a strong hit if you'd like to burn the momentum. Oh, I'm dumb. Weak hit. Um, let's burn the momentum. I want to find my boy. Okay. Strong hit. Got it. So reduce your, um, momentum, which is at the very bottom of the, of your character sheet, reduce it to two, but on a strong hit, you discover something helpful and specific. The path you must follow or action you must take makes progress clear or, or progress is made clear. So envision what you learn and take plus two momentum. So you can actually take your momentum to two or excuse me, four. Okay. Because oh. the, the, the success of this automatically moves it up. Uh, awesome. And, and it becomes more clear. Uh, uh, because you mark progress, we're going to go up to... So now you have six progress. Do you find half or do you find a clue that brings you even closer to half? I think I find a clue. I think maybe I find a roost. I climb up on some bramble to get myself out of the swampy marsh at the lower level. Uh-huh. I'm climbing up, you know, scrambling up the the bark on the sides, and I, I start to look at the canopy level, and maybe I find a little corner perch that I know that Char would have loved. And by the time I get to it, I find some of his feathers, uh, you know, plucked off from. But it looks like from my tracking maybe it's a sign of distress maybe char mm. encountered something while he was roosting while he was resting trying to eat the rest of this mouse yeah something and it that took him, him off yeah exactly something is hunting him 
in this marsh and he had to beat feet fast. I I'm a little surprised as the creator of Apex, the character, uh, that you didn't notice some fresh droppings and possibly <laughs> test them. <laughs> I have decided that ever since the Malgoths one-shot, I'm going to do a whole lot less sn uh, shit-sniffing from now on. I'm trying to reduce that from my reputation. Oh, <laughs> such a good moment. If you guys have not seen our Malgoths versus Visigoths one-shot, it's still on Twitch. I think it disappears in a couple of days, so definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is progress, but we need to continue to find him. Um Let's switch it up, and I think you should try to face danger because you are journeying okay. into un uncharted territory here. You are alone. Something disturbed Char. Let's let, let's see what's going on. So, how are you going to face danger? You can use any of your attributes. Um, okay. Uh, but you know, just remember, flavor-wise, it has to. There has to be a reason why you're using one of these attributes. So, so I I gotta tell you, I'm worried about this mist level. I'm worried about the level of water at the, the bottom of this marsh that's covered this forest. It's not something natural. It's obviously that that rain pour that got caught in the storm has created this huge level that this ecosystem isn't used to. And so naturally, I'm afraid of what the storm has done to this area. I'm going to use my shadow to move at the canopy level. Mm. I'm going to do my best to use half strength to do these big haunched leaps from you know tree to tree, branch to branch. I'm going to try and follow the path that char made by skulking around above the trees worried about whatever lurks at the bottom of that gonna, level i don't want to go at his level yeah exactly yeah okay give me that plus shadow roll and okay. let's see what you get all righty oh a miss uh on a miss you fail your progress is undermined by a dramatic and costly turn of events Pay the price. So, please roll a d100 for me to find oh out what happens. Okay. A 30. Something of value is lost or destroyed. Now, it could be something on your person, or we could start talking about something that has happened with Char. What, 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 what are you thinking? Um... We just got that new hammer, right? Did we get a new hammer? I actually forgot whether we resupplied with a new hammer or not. That's what Leg told me, so Leg could okay. be telling me. Yeah, lies. yeah, no, I, I don't <laughs> No, Allegra is not going to be lying. <laughs> uh, I think Leg also told me that we're rich now yeah. and that we're oh. max level. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Well, um, you okay? Let's say you got a new hammer, but I'm a little bored by that option of losing by your losing hammer, the hammer, right? Like, what else? I agree. I well, we have all these iron fleckings, right, in our skin. Mm -hmm. there, there's parts of us that have become true iron. Mm -hmm. What if we take a hit so bad, like you know, what if half is leaping across to the other half of the branch and he collides with his ribs? that it actually knocks some of the iron free from the, the skin and brings the skin with it. Oh, shit. You know, rips open the arm or wow. something like that, or, you know, takes away a part of our, our skin there. I, so, I, I like that, and, and it allows us to make a roll for it. I think you're going to have to endure harm. Uh, okay. When you suffer physical damage, um, you are going to take the hit in health, so I think you should decrease your health uh, by yeah. one. Why is your health only plus two? God damn. I don't know. That's, I guess. 
We're a plus one now, though, baby. We're a plus one now. Yeah, this is... Oof, okay. So you're going to take some harm, and then I need you to either roll health or iron, whichever is higher. I think your iron is higher. And okay. we'll... Uh, Go ahead and roll that iron. Let's see if you what kind of hit you get. Okay. It's a miss, um, but if you but want, could, you could burn the momentum. I'm burning all my momentum, though, right? You are going to burn it back to two. Okay, burn it back to two? Yes. I could, I could live with two momentum. You know what? I, why would this give you... Because you have three. Oh, be, I see why. Because it would ignore... It would basically negate that three. The challenge yes. dice. So if you okay. want to burn the momentum, just set it back to two. Uh, I will, because I think that yeah, it's miss a little is dangerous. Be yeah, on a weak hit, you're going to press on. So okay. what half? What what happens to half? So like I was saying, I think half makes this big leap for a branch he thinks he can make. He's always been a little uh, precocious, always thinking he had the upper hand when he doesn't, and this <laughs> is no different. He takes this big leap, this big frog jump to the other side. And it collides with his ribs. He loses the breath. And immediately on the way down, the, the branch of the tree in the fall, you know, maybe he hits some branches on the way down. And you can feel this big glob of chrome, this huge piece of iron fleck off. And, mm. you know, you can see into the tendon of his shoulder. And Ooh. he's aware of how his muscles work on the way down. Oh, yeah. And I think he falls to the bottom floor of the marsh. He's in the water now. He collides. Thankfully, nothing else destroys him because the the uh flood level sort of preserves the fall okay okay um, fair enough uh he gets up and he he presses on H how does he want to press on just another face um, danger roll or try something different uh what are my other options here well, besides the face danger? facing danger is pretty much the standard we're just going to keep moving uh we can okay. secure an advantage we can gather information uh we can attempt to resupply or heal we can make camp uh, you can also, under the delve rules, you can delve the depths, which will possibly have us come upon something within the marsh that might help or hurt us in you know, progressing the narrative. Let's do that. Let's delve. Okay. Because I think there's not enough time to heal as much as I want to. I think Char is too close. Let's delve and hope we come upon an advantage. How are you delving? With edge, shadow, wits? Those are your three options. Um... Let's go with Shadow again. I, kn okay. I know how dangerous this is. I know I've made a lot of noise. So <laughs> the canopy screwed me. I think maybe the marsh is the best alternative now that I'm stuck here. I'm going to make as little waves as possible moving through that flood level and watching through the mist. Uh, I'm hoping that, God, there's nothing in the water here with me. All right, to roll um, that Shadow, let's see what we get. Okay. A weak hit. Not bad. A weak hit. Uh, on I'll a weak it. hit, you are going to roll on the following table. So, because you rolled with shadow, give me a D100. D100. 37. 37. You are going to mark progress. Uh, so, that's good. Oh, so that's awesome. That means that your finding bird is going to go up two points, which means you now have eight out of ten. Um, almost there folks you you could roll or you could continue uh trying to roll but what happens what what is the progress that is made um i think that you know moving through the water and, and uh, coming through these trees i think i come to maybe a clearing in the marsh 
a, a much deeper area of water. Maybe this is used to be a pit of some kind, but with the water that came down from the rain, the huge amount of you know storm weather change here has created a small pond or mm. lake even, sure. you know, depending on, on how large we think this is. So the trees have come free, except for maybe in the very middle of this lake, there's a small island, an outcropping, <laughs> a single large oak or something like that that sits out of the lake itself. And if I may, I think Char is sitting on that tree on one of the branches. That's brilliant. Uh, he, he is not resting. He's not roosting. His wings are up. His, you know, I don't know how hawks work. But the hawk is hawking. He's terrified. He's in a state of caution. Okay. Um, okay. Gotcha. I, okay. I'm in the lake. All right. So, so you see him. Uh, I assume you approach him. Um, if you'd like, you can attempt to fulfill your vow right now, or we can make one more move to make some more progress. What, what, what do you think is the most likely thing or what you'd like to do? I mean, really, I, we would only be making a roll if we think that there's a possible threat around here to make this a challenge. I think there's a possible threat. Okay. I think, I think Hap has already been cautious about this terrible place. Now he sees his bird is in caution. He sees this deeper part of water. He's not a great swimmer, I imagine, being a nomad. Mm. And, you know, how often do you run into water like this? Yeah. Um, I bet the cartographers why, don't even know how to swim, and they want to build a boat. Yeah. You know? Right, exactly. Like, you know, it's, it's going to be a miracle that he can traverse this. So I think he's looking for information. Okay. He's trying to assess the, the situation. Gotcha. So getting across the lake would be a face danger role. But I also okay. just wonder if we shouldn't just ask the Oracle, is there something dangerous here? 50-50, uh, if it's 51 or greater, it's like a it's like a living thing, a possible, you know, a wolf or something if it's okay if it's 50 or less then it's something else something else we don't know about okay so go ahead and roll a d100 and we'll find okay. out oh, oh whoa fuck. <laughs> okay so there's definitely something here that is agitating char and it's probably alive do you want yeah. to decide what that is do you want to look in in the uh the iron sworn book about what kind of creature it could be what do you think? Um, we could roll on. Um, oh, we could roll on the denizens table because the delve mechanics have um, denizens that exist at this site. That if we roll a d hundred, it it'll determine what we come across. I am all about that. Okay. Let's see what denizen we can pull up. Roll, roll that d hundred and uh, eighty one. Eighty one. Okay, it's a mountain lion. Oh. So, oh. set the scene for, you know, coming upon Char, you make it across. I think, I think it's, you know, it's not a very deep lake. This is like, just like some flooding. You get to, yeah, the, yeah. you get to the single tree branch, but then where does this complication arise? Okay. So I think, you know, he, he swims out. He finds that the pond's not nearly as deep as he thought he was as he comes to the tree line. He's so excited about seeing Char. He's not uniquely thinking about, you know, what might have him in this state. He's aware, but he's too excited about having his bird back. He comes to the shore, and just as he starts to approach on the tree, from around the other side, the 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 trunk blocking its view, a uh, mountain lion, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, steps out into view underneath the same branch. And I think that there's this dead stop between the two. And both of them are sizing each other up as half is stuck, you know, desperately trying not to move and, and draw its ire. It's huge. Okay. I mean, bigger than any mountain lion he's ever seen. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, I'm glad you decided that, this, not me. Yeah. Half <laughs> the size of this tree, basically. And that's why Char is so scared because this thing could leap at the branch that he's on or it could leap at me just as easily. I, I see. So, so do you imagine that half is kind of halfway up the tree at the moment and the, and the thing is down or is he down at the well, floor of the tree? I think half is at the floor. Char is at the branch and it's about the same pouncing distance to both for the mountain lion. Um, gotcha. So I am going to, within your progress uh, section of your character sheet, I'm going to add mountain lion which um, they don't really have the stats. There's not really stats in Iron Sworn, but the point is, is that the closest thing to it is a cave lion. So the cave lion Great. is a formidable enemy. Uh, its features okay. are feline grace, uh, and it is it has a tawny striped coat. I don't know what tawny means, T-A-W-N-Y. I, I think it's dark. Okay, so it's got tan, like a dark like tan striped maybe? coat. Uh, its drives are to hunt for food. Its tactics are to stalk prey, leap and bite, and intimidating roar. So these are kind of the things it can do. So keep that in mind as we as we roll to determine what kind of happens next. But the the lion is there. You see Char. You don't necessarily have to have this big battle with this mountain lion. You could try to figure out how to get out of this situation uh, quickly okay. as opposed to just fighting. You know, how, how do you want to proceed? Um, I think that half has learned better from the things that have happened over the past adventures. Every time that we've ran into a situation, we have got our ever living ass beat by whatever has been on the other side. And you only have plus and one health. And he's bleeding. He can feel his arm, you know, is, is streaking down his side. He has accepted that the universe sometimes just wants you to get out with the people you love. And in this situation, it's Char. So I think he's going to call Char to his arm and run as fast as he can. Uh, you know, just get out as fast as he can. Uh, I think maybe throw a distraction at the mountain lion. Wh whatever he has, uh, I don't know. Maybe if I have some dried meats or whatever I, I can from my pack and offer it and just say, please, not today. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like you are trying to secure an advantage. So I'm yeah. going to ask that... Because you are trying to do something that is intelligent and uh, has some expertise and observation to it, you're going to roll plus wits. Thanks. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. As soon as you said the word intelligence, I was very worried for us. <laughs> a weak hit. Weak hit is still a success. Your advantage is short-lived. You're going to take plus one momentum. So increase your momentum by one. We'll say that, Perfect. in fact... You call out to Char, Char flies down to your arm, and you just start running. Now, you have a short-lived advantage, which means this mountain lion is most likely chasing after you. Um, I'm okay. going to mark progress against this uh, creature, uh, which is only, because it's formidable, it's only one progress. Uh, but every time you succeed, you're going to get closer and closer to getting away. So, what do we do next? Are we hiding? Are we still running? What are we doing? 
Um, yeah, I think that uh, uh, first I'm going to give Char like this international sign we have between each other. If I was better at iron speak, there'd probably be a, 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 you know, a hand movement for it. But I'm going to send Char to look for a good hiding spot while I'm running from the mountain lion. You know, first I'm going to pet him. I'm going to give him some love because finally I have Char back. Right. But then immediately, you know, he knows just how dangerous this situation is I do. And he knows we have to work together. So I send him out for some sort of location above the march, whether it's in the canopy or a clearing, whatever it is. Where can we get out of here, Char, buddy? Gotcha. So... You are now your your hot companion. If you look under your assets, uh, when you undertake a journey or when you resupply, you can gain a plus one thanks to your uh, friend Char. Uh, awesome. When you secure an advantage, you can roll plus edge and and use your hawk to harass or distract your foe and add plus one. I think that's oh. maybe the more relevant. Yeah. No, I totally see that. I had no idea. Yeah, I think that's great. So maybe you know Char causes a distraction. We send the mountain line one way, and then Chark doubles back to me so we can uh, run the other. Okay, okay. So you are going to secure an advantage. Uh, Pink Lemonade Ranger says, I can see that Caleb has already gotten himself into some shit, which is par for the course for our our game. Hey, I got the bird back, didn't I? <laughs> He's here. He's alive. <laughs> you're going to roll plus edge, and you're going to take plus one momentum thanks to okay. uh, Char. So let's see what okay. you get. So, edge, 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 edge. Ooh, I have a miss. A miss. Okay. Um, you are trying to secure an advantage. Uh, plus, uh, on a miss, you're going to pay the price. Let's roll a D100. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's laughing at you in the chat. Evil. Or she is. Evil. A five. A five. Jeez, that's low. A person or community you trusted loses faith in you or acts against you. A person or community you trusted loses faith in you or acts against you. Doesn't necessarily have to be Char, but... I'm just saying, Char is the only one here. There's no one else to witness this. It'd be so ephemeral to use anyone else, right? It's gotta be Char, don't you think? So why? Why does Char lose faith in you? What happens? I think because I I don't think it's acting against me because I think he's too kind of a bird. I think these birds were trained for all of these things. I think it's definitely loses faith. I think I send him away to double back and to make this great play. And again, it's another one of half's hairbrain schemes to make something happen. And I think because of that, maybe the mountain lion gets a piece of his wing. Maybe the mountain lion swipes and catches him just barely enough to hamper his wing not to destroy him or hurt him but enough that he loses momentum in his flight and coming back to me he definitely has a little less trust in me because i got him hurt i i think that's a great decision however what you are saying triggers a move which is that your companion is going to endure harm um, okay when they face physical damage they are going to suffer a a minus to their health equal to the amount of harm inflicted this is a formidable right. enemy um, I think he's going to really get hurt. Uh, we're yeah. going to reduce. If you look at his, um, if you look at the uh, assets that you have at the bottom uh-huh. of him, there is a plus three, plus two, plus one. I think you need to move it to plus one because this is a big fuck off mountain lion. Probably just takes yeah. a nasty swipe. 
you know, a bunch of feathers go flying. So yeah. go ahead and reduce oh, your sure. your the health of your companion from plus three to plus one. Okay, so I hit it with the plus yes. one. I don't. No. Oh, you okay, you hit cool. it. It didn't seem to change on my end. That's fine. Sure, I'll click it again. Maybe it'll. All good. Okay, okay. so. Right now, Char is out of view. He has flown off somewhere to tend to his wounds, and it's just you and the lion. What's next? I I came here for one singular reason, and that was to get Char. I, I feel so bad going forward with this plan, but we did make the plan. Um, I'm going to try and just make some distance between the mountain lion before I look for Char. So the first step is let's use this advantage even if it hurt char even if i hear the birds screech over and the next two trees over i know for a fact that my buddy knows the plan like i know the plan and if we're gonna make it out of here hurt or not i have to use this advantage so i'm gonna make some space and hopefully catch char after i've gotten away from this mountain line i think facing danger makes the most sense uh if you are if you are trying to be stealthy or trying to get into a, a place of stealth, you can roll plus shadow. Okay. I will do that. Strong hit. Strong oh, my hit. First one. Very nice. Final. On a strong hit, you are successful. You are going to take plus one to your momentum. So your momentum okay. goes cool. up. Um your progress on the the uh, mountain lion. Is going to go up by one. Okay. And, however, this is a formidable foe. We, I'll say that you probably get away in the sense that, like, it doesn't currently know where you are, but it's looking right. for you. So how do we? Okay. How do we get out of this? Because this is this I is a know. this is a uh, an uh, an enemy that it's going to require. Something else. Now, here's the thing. You can, right now, if you wanted to, try to clear the progress of this mountain line, meaning meaning you would roll 2d10. You would likely fail, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you would um, die. Uh, it, 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 like, let's say you failed this progress. You, you There would be some kind of uh, uh, circumstance or some kind of uh, result of this. You know what I mean? Right. So we okay. can continue to try to make progress, or we can try to just book it out of here. And in fact, I will say that uh, the Delve rules allow you at any time to leave a site. You just have to make a roll for it. Um, but failing will just have certain consequences. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I want to go for the 2D10, because I think getting Char out of here is way more important than facing down this beast. I'll, I'll take whatever circumstance it is. Okay. So Saving I... my, my buddy's more important. Gotcha. So we aren't delving the depths. We are... Uh, let me see if I can find it. Not reveal a danger. We are not checking our gear. We are escaping the depths. So, first of all, we could right now try to fulfill your vow... And we could say that, you know, while you're up a tree or something, you, you you wait for Char, you call for him, he arrives, you fulfill that vow of getting him back, and then we escape the depths. That is my hope, is that Char is what I get out of paying the circumstance for this mountain lion destroying my life. Gotcha. So you have eight progress in this vow. You are going to roll 2d10 and just hope that you don't get higher than eight. Oh, great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You did not get higher than eight. You got a one and a four because you rolled 2d10. Uh, That is a very strong hit. Uh, You fulfill this vow. 
because we downgraded it to be a dangerous, I think you only gain two experience, but that's still pretty good. Okay. Um, uh, I'll double check that, but yeah, go up to experience and change it from four to six, because now you have six awesome. experience. And it's at the very top of the character sheet uh, among supply and spirit and health and such. All right, but so think, our experience is a six yep. now. And now the next logical thing is we're going to escape the depths, which is going to be how are you doing it? Are you doing it quickly? Are you doing it stealthily? Uh, how are you escaping? I think it's quickly. I think me and Char are in a bad way. Both of us were looking down the same barrel, both sort of clipped at our wings. I think it's, you know, we're trying to let the world take mercy at us and just beating feet out of there. Okay, we're going to roll plus edge to see what happens next. Okay. So, plus edge. A weak hit. A weak hit. On a weak hit, you find your way out, but this place exacts its price. You may choose one. You are going to endure harm. You are going to endure stress. You are delayed and it costs you. You leave behind something important or you face a new complication uh, or a denizen plots its revenge. I think let's do a new complication. Oh, you know what? Now, Mountain Lion's not going to take revenge on me. No, I don't think so. No, not necessarily. Yeah. You didn't kill his young or anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's not going to like, it's not like Delta Green. We're not going to have a, (laughs) you know, Pitbull go across America to fuck us up. (laughs) Um, Okay. So with that, then I want to do a complication, but I want to do a complication with back home. Okay. So we have been away from the Stormbird for quite some time. Yeah. We told some nasty lies to the Ironmongers. <laughs> We've created a lot of situations at home and we have our this vital beautiful thing back at at the the um the home, right? So I think the complication and maybe you can work with this with me Sergio. I think something is coming for the Stormbird um at home now i've got two choices i want to know what you think is more interesting mm. one the ironmongers have found out that we told some lies and now they're exacting revenge for the dead brethren we left in that ruin and they're gonna take it out on dumb old half stormbird mm. or two the entire village might be in trouble including our 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 stormboard because big guy from the ruin is making his way there or, or something in that. Maybe the husks are on their way there. But what do you think? I, I think it's it's certainly an interesting idea. We just have to decide whether we... How definite is this? Because, like, on one hand, it could just be that Edda eventually got out and returned to the tribe, just not at the same time as half. Yeah. Or it could be that, yeah, like, there there's something going on where uh, the the former ironmonger leader who was hidden in that hollowed ruin is now on the march or something you you know why i love edda so much uh, in in that opportunity is not only does that mean we can sort of play with the idea of what that old ironmonger leader has become but we can also keep him alive and away from the fiction so that later down the line when we run into another character we come back to half there's something to fulfill there so i think edda comes back from the ruin with stories of what happened there it enrages the ironmongers against the new historian. 
revitalizing this feud and calling all attention to the Stormbird at home. Now it's up to half to get home in time. Now I think that it wouldn't take much to get back to home. You're 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 not under any kind. You're like basically in the middle of the eye. So returning to the tribe is not going to require a role, but it sounds like we're right. going to come back to some drama, right? Yeah. And we'll find out exactly what that drama is after our five-minute break. After the break. We will be right back, guys. Awesome.
And we are back playing Iron Sworn, Eye of the Storm. I am with the amazing Caleb. We've uh, been able to uh, save Char and return with our lives. But what happens next, Caleb? Set the scene for me on the return home. So I think it's a long-limped journey back into the tribe. I mean, it's not too far, but it is far when you're as hurt as the two of these boys are. Uh, you know, him and Char are limping into the, the threshold of the tribe and people are already given looks. You know, it's like an old Western when they come <laughs> down the main pike and everybody's like, oh, we know you're in trouble. Right. People are shutting doors and, you know, closing tents off. And I think immediately they're noticed by a group of ironmongers that are arguing amongst themselves. And as soon as they see half, there's this long down the stretch pike uh, point at them and before long, they come rushing up to Half. Half is so tired, he can't even say no to their interrogations, to their, their bring, uh, them bringing him to the Ironmonger's place of existence, yeah. right? Um, I think they're taking him into custody. I think they go as far as, you know, slapping iron manacles on him and bringing him through. Uh, I mean, maybe he sends Char home or something like that, but he's drugged sure. into... Uh, uh, into the Ironmonger's palace, okay. whatever it might and, be. And, and I would assume their waiting is Edda, who has survived yeah. the storm beyond uh, what we we thought. We thought we were the only survivor. What does Edda look like? What, what has happened to him in terms of the iron? I think Edda's maybe half of his body, uh, his, right? I'm getting the pronoun. Yeah, yeah, right? I think Edda was okay. a guy. Okay, so Edda's half of his body uh, is iron now. Uh, so much so that, like, you know, basically from the shoulder and maybe creeping up mm, into the yeah, cheek itself yeah. and then climbing back down to the thigh, so much so that when he walks and pivots to look at um, half as he comes in, you can see the sort of, like, robotic movements because he's aware that he can't flex his leg completely. He pivots himself over. <laughs> and I think maybe he throws down something they found in the ruin right in front of half as they position half down uh, in sort of the statement of, yeah, I came back, mm. you know, like uh, you left uh, me to... for dead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, a ghost of Eli points out Edda is hostile to half. So he would have absolutely spilled the beans, told the ironmongers the truth that he left us behind, that we find, we found our leader, but our leader was corrupted or whatever. Um, what what what, ha what happens next? This isn't very good for half. I, I don't know. You know, he's not by his historian friends. Like, how does he get out of this? Yeah, I think that, you know, just as they're reading all of these rights to the, the Ironmongers, you know, as the Ironmongers are sort of talking over what's to be done with half next, um, I, I think we noticed that, one, they've taken the Iron uh, or the Stormbird hostage. I think the Stormbird is kept within the ironmonger's place right now until this judgment is passed. And just as, you know, Ed is getting up in half's face and, and talking about all the things they're going to do to him. I think at that point, uh, our new historian friends, um, who, who was the, the person who helped us lie in the first yeah, place? There, there is a, uh, one of your bonds is a member. Her name is Mona and Mona. she is a member of the historians and kind of your confidant. I think that Mona understanding the situation that's going on uh, comes in with a team of historians and all of a sudden there is this, this conflict that started with half from the beginning of, you know, who claims this man, who, who can take ownership over the things he's done. 
And there is immediately this debate over what's to be done with half. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and because this debate is so large, I think perhaps this is taken to our triumvirate and has yes. to be decided amongst the tribe. And it's a sort of trial of half and yes. what's to be done. Yes, uh, it, that, that only makes sense because I think the historians would certainly argue that it was out of his hands. I mean, he, he you know, you can't blame somebody for running from an impossible situation. Exactly. Uh, you know, he never did anything necessarily to outright betray the Ironmongers. Not at all. Um, and yeah, the, both both him and Ed, if, if Edda wants to be an honest person, you know, we can debate th that character choice or not. They can both sort of decide that in the end, it wasn't half that attacked them. It was the Ironmonger leader. True. So maybe... Maybe part of Half's defense is arguing to the triumvirate that we're arguing over something that doesn't matter. What matters is that this person was living out there. We don't know what he is. We don't know what he does. But, you know, there's a bigger threat here, obviously, and we had to escape. So we'll say that the tribe is collected in the evening. You know, he, uh, uh, the triumvirate is brought together, or maybe it's just just the three members of the triumvirate, and and uh, you know, it's like... I like the the idea of it being this huge sort of like odium of a circle of the entire tribe sitting in these high seats that yes. look over with the triumvirate sitting behind their desks. And, either know. either way, you're going to have to make a compel roll, and I think that right. it's, it makes sense that you would probably have a plus one because the historians are on your side. And they are kind of like helping you through the trial, right? They're they're kind of coaching you. Um, okay. Are you going to charm, barter, pacify, or convince? Then you will roll plus heart. If you are going to threaten or incite, you're going to roll plus iron. If you're going to lie or swindle, you will roll plus shadow. Oh, I am not lying okay. this time. It has fucked us up. <laughs> we always lie and it always fucks us up. It's like Mayday rule number one is we do not tell the truth and then we get screwed. Like, <laughs> okay, um, so you're going to roll that plus heart plus one. Yeah, yeah. And I hopefully totally you is... roll decently. I think either way, it's logical that you'll be able to convince them, you know, that you're not in, you're not, so you're certainly not worth being put to death. But mm -hmm. we'll determine kind of how how good this comes out. So you just yeah. rolled, and you rolled a weak hit, right? Okay. Yeah, not a weak hit. So on a weak hit, they'll do what you want. You're going to take plus one momentum. Okay. However, they ask something of you in return. Envision what they want, and we can ask the oracle if we're unsure. So basically what the mechanics are implying is that you get away with it. You're not going to be put to death. You know, nothing particularly bad. Um, the Ironmongers certainly have a bad opinion of you. But yeah. what do they ask of you in return? What, what is the payment for this? The iron <sighs> price. Okay. I've got two ideas. Maybe you can help me sift this out, Serge. So the one is physical. The one is maybe I turn over the bird to the tribe. Mm. Bird is no longer half. Meaning, ha meaning char or the stormbird? The stormbird. Gotcha. Because the stormbird is probably of a lot more importance to the tribe than in half gotcha. or than char is. Um, so I think that could be a physical price of, you know, this is what this whole thing was for. And now I don't get it because, you know, of everything that's gone through it. But I also think there could be an interesting idea of 
this concept we've been working through in, in Hat's story this entire time, which is the historians against the ironmongers, your supposed family lineage against your real destiny, what you truly believe. And I think maybe he continues to be able to be a part of the historians, but he has to owe the ironmongers a great debt in the tribe. Okay. Um, I, I think maybe he's you know, I, I don't know, made a representative between the two tribes or, That's interesting. or, or he, something where he is forced to pay back what he did by running away from uh, the people who lost their lives. So we're going to come up with a vow here because we've solved the one vow of finding Char and we have an empty slot here for a possible more short term vow. Uh, this vow would definitely, what you're suggesting, would definitely strengthen Hath's position in the tribe, thus helping our larger, more extreme vow of gaining a position of power within the tribe. What yeah. is that vow? What What is the vow to owe the Ironmongers? You know, is it a vow of, I will work in your shops or in your uh, your furnace? Uh, I will I will get something for you. I think maybe, I don't know. Uh, I think maybe this is like the triumvirate's way of calming half down a little. I think half has been this like rambunctious energy in this tribe that has caused a lot of strife on some crazy adventures. Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe because of that, they want him to work on the sides of him that are not quite as refined so i'm thinking something almost political where he's been put in this sort of peacemaking position between the two so it's a vow of i don't know amnesty or or let's let's kind of pick a certain goal uh you know an attainable right. goal so if if the vow is for some kind of uh treaty or or, or amnesty then it would be something like help the two sides solve resolve an issue that they have between each other, right? And we would just kind of have to d d design what that is. So let's let's go with that then. I, I think it is for half to resolve uh, relations between the the uh, historians and the ironmongers, or at least work towards that. I think most notably with Edda and his grandmother on one side, and then obviously with him and Mona on the other. Let's just see um, what we get. Let's roll on the action yeah. and theme die. So uh, roll a d100. Okay. And then that's a 12. A 12. So for action, we have risk. Roll another d100, and let's find out what the theme of this risk is. 36. 36. World. Risk world it, it, it doesn't have to be exactly within those constraints but what risk is affecting our world or what risk must we take to help you know these two yeah how, how do we reconcile that well um my immediate thought is that maybe it has something to do with those ruins because that was the most immediate thing we learned that's what we're talking about in this situation right so maybe you can help me because I'm I'm sort of lost here on how they would risk the two without half having to go back out there or something. Maybe right. it's an agreement between the historians and the ironmongers to find out what happened in those ruins together. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, so, it's kind so, of a pledge to just look more into it. You can't so return maybe, to the previous place because the storm has already covered it. 
yeah, there's no way. But maybe he is put in charge of a task force mm-hmm. that bridges the historians and the ironmongers ah, on one team ah. that should we ever find anything like this again, it is up to half and that team to go back and investigate. And find so the really the vow is to unearth the secrets behind the pillars behind the husks behind, behind the, the husks the, the connection between the pillars and the husks yeah and in doing so we would kind of help bridge attention between the the, the, the two, two of groups them. so we're going to um investigate the relation between the pillars and husks to help resolve tensions between the historians and the ironmongers. Okay, that is our um, vow. How difficult of a vow do you think that is? I mean, it's certainly not going to be troublesome because yeah. it's you've got to come across another set of pillars. Well, and every I time think... we go, it's pretty dangerous. So maybe it might yeah. be... Go ahead. I'm thinking maybe extreme. Um that uh, that's what I'm thinking because what are the odds you're actually going to find the same circumstances within the storm? So I think this might be half's like sort of lifelong uh you know what what is the future for half? This yeah. might be it. Yeah. Uh this vow that we're saying would be at the same level of difficulty as him gaining a position of power within the tribe, which is pretty reasonable. I mean, certainly it would help towards that uh could could we trade it and say that the task force the being the leader of this could be the answer to that vow or are we too far off from experience no because because the the vow is um because the gaining a position of power is an extreme goal um okay the the one this one can also be an extreme goal and it can help the other goal but it's the actions you take. And right now one vow right. has more actionable steps than, uh, than the extreme one, like the extreme one, like everything we're doing is kind of helping towards this goal that. of gaining a position of power. So I don't think we have to change the level. Maybe we'll end up deciding whether it's a formidable or extreme goal, because basically okay. what this means is we're going to gain half a box every time we make progress. So this is a oh. 10 to 15 to 20 progress role before we are yeah. close to to solving it finishing that out but, but that's reasonable that makes sense to me yeah it, it does to me too i mean it's a pretty big ass all right so half swears an iron vow to bridge the gap between the two groups and figure out what is happening with these strange pillars and the husks and how they're related but he is not killed he is not punished in any other kind of extreme way he is allowed to walk away with his bird um he is allowed to continue to deal with the storm bird uh what's next for half um well i think you know it's something we established pretty early on i mean he understands that now his life has pretty much been pivoted and he's been given a higher purpose that might you know take him to brand new heights but in order to do that he's kind of sort of got to put buttons on things that didn't have buttons before so i think uh taming the storm bird would be a really small easy uh 
you you know, I think that's what's next. Okay. And I that's a more actionable uh vow because he could even take a vow of a, a dangerous uh level to try and tame the Stormbird. Okay. Um yeah, uh, well dangerous doesn't take nearly as long, right? Yes, does not take as okay. long. It's probably something he could do in the meantime while he's waiting for the next appearance of pillars. Right. So he makes an iron vow to himself to uh, train the Stormbird, and we will leave it at dangerous. Um, but, you know, we'll say that, you know, the, the, the day has basically come and gone, and um, he's safe back at the village. What's what's next? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I was sort of trying to find conclusions for half and i'm trying to things find things that we we haven't done already that we had set out to do from the beginning um so i i think it, with the new day i think it's spent with the Stormbird. uh unless you have something different unless no you yeah. have something i'm not thinking. Ch checks in with grandma vela you know he, yeah. he, he would probably have to heal a little bit uh which 100 percent, yes. he's got a patch up uh know. which we could make a roll for it if you wanted yeah, let's start with that. Let's start with the um, the basics. Let's get him some health. All right, so the new day comes. Let's make a sojourn roll, which is to spend time in your community seeking assistance. Uh, I will say you do share a bond, so you're going to roll plus heart, plus one. Okay. Let's see what you get. Weak hit. Weak hit. On a weak hit, uh, you can choose one of the following. You can either clear a condition, you can recover... Or you can prov or someone can provide aid for you in some way. It sounds like you want to recover. Yeah. And do you want to take plus two to your health uh, and any of your companions? Plus two to your spirit, plus two to supply, or plus two to momentum? Uh, I think plus two to health for both me and my companions okay. is the, the way to go. So you are going to go up two. Char is going to go back up to full health. So during this time, you're able to mend the wings and tend to his injuries. Yeah. And also, half has six experience right now. You could spend, um, the rules are three to gain a new asset, two, okay. uh, spend two experience to increase one of the current abilities of your one of your assets. Okay. What was the plus three to gain plus again? Plus three is to like, choose a brand new asset. Like You can literally have okay. a fourth asset as opposed to just the three that you currently have. Well, I think I want to add, um, I want to use two experience, which would put us at four to get, uh, when you gather information by investigating a devious scheme, you may roll plus shadow instead of plus wit. Okay. So on your trickster path, you're going to gain the ability to gather information and you'll, and you'll gain, you can roll plus shadow and you gain plus momentum on a hit. Okay. I think that's a great move. I think it's clever. Uh, we're, you know, it's not like there's not going to be nefarious plots uh, ahead of us. Yeah. So you oh. now have four experience left if you'd like to use it, or you can save it for, you know, the next person or whatever you want to do. I think I want to save it for okay. right now. I, I'm, I don't think the hammer strikes true because we just got beat up. Uh, I don't think we're going to be swinging that hammer anytime soon, <laughs> or if we are, not nearly as well. And I don't see any new assets for him gained out of this situation so i think we're good there i, I will say that the stormbird is considered oh. an asset so let's, let's add the stormbird then if you'd like to add the stormbird we can we are going to uh this is a 
uh, custom one that I don't think I built, but I will add it. Uh, we'll call it the Stormbird. Have you? Do you want to name the Stormbird? Yeah, I was thinking now half is iron flecked, and mm -hmm. so I want to name the Stormbird Fleck. Uh, I like Fleck it. The Fleck the uh, Stormbird. He's part of the reason why we're the way we look now. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I will fill out Fleck. Uh, one of the things um, that I definitely wanted for the Stormbirds, because there's three basically abilities that the creatures can do. One of them is that if they eat iron, they glow in the dark. <laughs> one of them was that they would give you some kind of advantage if you are in the storm. It would give you like a Love plus that. one. And I think one other one was that you could ride him and be intimidating if you were riding him so that would be a plus one in that reason so i'll fill that out we'll we'll make uh fleck the stormbird a reality uh for the next session but now awesome. that means there is only one experience left so we're basically done with upgrading half gotcha awesome okay so what what's next then caleb um i think um I think we need to spend some time now that we're healed up um, researching this new position that we've been given. So I, I think maybe we've just got in with the historians. We've just come to this sort of awareness that this is what we have to do. I think it's very important that we go and we learn as much as we can about the ruins, whatever information they have, and sort of get ingrained in the historian way of life now that we've okay. got some downtime. Sounds like you want to test a bond when you spend a significant time with a person. You forge a bond when your bond is tested through conflict, betrayal, or circumstance. You test your bond, um, or you could try to gather information. It kind of depends on what your goal is. Are you if you're trying to learn information, gather information I think, makes sense. I think gathering information okay. is more what I'm doing. Okay. I think Mona and I are pretty close already. They just got us out of a huge jam, so. I think it's more important we start looking to the horizons, what we have to do next. Okay. Uh, you are going to roll plus wits, and because you share a bond, you can add plus one to that. Okay. Strong hit. A strong hit. That's excellent. Uh, you discover something helpful and specific. The path you must follow or action you must take is made clear. Envision what you learn and gain plus two momentum. So go ahead and add the momentum. And, uh, you know, what do you think happens? Do you want to roll for kind of knowledge that you gain? Or do you kind of have a, an idea in your head about what is, what is the, wh what it is you're trying to learn? I had an idea that maybe uh, he learns that these ruins are commonplace. Or at least the Ironmonger... Uh, ruins is is something that we've come across before in the historian mm -hmm. maps and you know sort of the tracking out i think we learn that they're commonplace uh, maybe we learn that they have some sort of function for l putting specific powerful ironmongers to peace or whatever it might be but i think we also learn that the next one is not for a very long time that they're very spaced out um, amongst the map itself and so I think half is busy in these books and Mona comes over and gives him something to drink and eat while he's reading. And he's, he's caught up in all these books and they're sharing books and looking together and researching. And it's 
hours upon hours of trying to find the locations and, you know, tracing out where the last one was. And then half comes to this conclusion of, oh my God, they just gave me this huge responsibility. And it's, it's going to be God knows how long before I even see this thing again. You know, I'm just going to be waiting. I'm going to be stuck. I can't, you know, what am I going to do? You know, because you rolled a strong hit on that, I, I would give you permission if you wanted to, to mark mm -hmm. on the map, on the hex map, where this next Ooh. set of pillars is. W would you like to do that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love that. Okay. I let's, need to find let's make, where we are. if you look at the map, you'll see that the um, center of the storm is where we're at. We're basically in that uh, center area right here. And you can you know what my go ahead. My map doesn't show me where the storm is. Ah, uh, probably because it's on the GM layer. Let me put it to the token okay. layer. You can probably oh, see it. Oh, thank now. God. Okay. So I can see it. Um, I'm going to remove it so that you have an idea about where it is. But you know, this is the center here, right? And yeah. if I move it to the GM info layer, uh, you will not be able to see it. But then you can kind of decide. Uh, right uh, where we want to go so you have all this area there's some forests to the north there's some valleys to the south there's the mountains to the north well i think that uh up in these northern snowy mountains is where it's headed i think maybe right here do you see where i marked right here by the coast by the coast let's see I don't... it's this little like archipelago or whatever they call those the little dip of the water into the snowy mountains in the corner here um uh do a little press the uh press the thing one more time like where i can see oh you drew a little green yeah okay. i drew a little green square. all right so i'm just showing it to the audience so there it is okay so that's jesus christ caleb could you think of a more impossible yeah. like that's the next closest? I think it's got to be closer than that. Closer? Okay. I, because that's, closer. that's hundreds of miles away. Like, I, I think like it should be either just on the edge of this region. If you noticed on the map, there's like a thick black line that kind of separates. Yeah. yeah. It should either be at the very edge of this region or somewhere within the next region. Okay. Because there, I like that too. Right? Because there would most likely be an iron a set of iron pillars somewhere a little closer than that, because we have established that they're kind of scattered throughout the land. Yeah. Yeah. I was just meaning in relation to the, where they keep the actual iron monger, like heroes or whatever, but like, I agree. It should be closer. I was just going, I like these little snowy mountains. <laughs> that's, the, oh, that's the only like conclusion I came to. All right. Draw, draw <laughs> me a new square where you'd like the, the new spot. I to be. think that I did. You should see it right next to the, where the storm circle is. It's uh... Uh, right uh, from the right of where you're looking now. Uh, it's over by these gray trees, and it's basically another little archipelago. You're right by it right now on the. Screen. Oh, I see it now. I see it now. Yeah, it's close, okay. close to the ocean. Okay, yeah. there it is. Okay, great. So we're gonna put a P there to stands for pillars, and that's where that's going to live. And we know that at some point, I'll put it as close as possible. I'll put, we will put it in that little snowy area, and at some point. We might come across it, especially if we keep heading north uh, with the storm. But we know that it's there, and that's what Half learns about in terms of the the next closest pillar. Um, gotcha. Very cool. Okay, great. Um, we will mark progress. I think this is worthy 
uh, of marking some progress to investigate the storm. This is an extreme goal, so you're only going to gain half uh, a box. Okay. Okay. What's what's next? Awesome. Caleb? Oh, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I think it, it's also uh, it's also we've we've established that half is safe at the village. If you wanted to, we could roll up another character, or we could do something like that. I gotta say, like I, I really feel like we've been half for a while. I would love the opportunity to create a character. That's an opportunity. We absolutely uh, can I, do that. I think with this like adventure for half to, I think this might be like the next big thing for him, you know. And and so it's in a good place that if we had to return to him, you know, that's something we could consolidate. I love it. All right, so we are going to close the books on half for now. He is safe. He has survived many harrowing adventures. Okay. But it's time for a new character, a new character by none other than our friend Caleb. Caleb, let's start by rolling up a name for this character. You can either decide okay. or we can roll a D100 to figure out what their name is. I had a name in mind. Okay, but, give it to um, me. I like Ela. E-A-L-A. Ela. E-A-L-A. L-A. Ela. Yep, that's the one. Ela. Sounds like a, a woman. Yeah. All right. So we have Ela, and we are going to start rolling this character up. So the first thing I want to do is I want to choose the assets for Ela. Now, first of all, talk to me a little bit about maybe what your idea is for Ela. Uh, how is she different than half? So uh, I think personality-wise, they have a, a big difference in that. I want to play someone who is mind and heart based rather than heart and beat the shit out of things based. Um, a little smarter, um, a lot more focused in, in the heart and the mind. Gotcha. Uh, in personality wise. Also concept wise, I was thinking it could be interesting if we could explore the idea of being a storm orphan and, and the things that come throughout that. Um, and, and so that sort of isolating lifestyle uh, would bring more to the idea that they are cerebral and of the heart. Got it. So the the backstory is that they are an orphan of the tribe. And why are they an mm -hmm. orphan? What what happened that they lost their so parents? I, I think they're an orphan because I know in session zero, we had a discussion of, you know, how important it is to the population of the tribe that we keep it small for the nomadic nature of it, right. you know, and because of that, there are some strict rules on whether you can have children or not. Uh, you know, you have to go through an approval process of whether that can happen. So I think Ela is a victim of some star-crossed lovers who skipped the process itself or were denied maybe even and had a child not just out of wedlock but out of tribe lock. Mm. Um, and because of that, when Ela was born, she was accepted by the tribe and cast out uh her parents were cast out essentially I, I i love the concept let's decide what assets uh ela has now i have okay. uh we have the rule that if you want you can choose one of your assets as opposed to randomly choosing you have a companion a path a combat talent a ritual uh that you can choose from in terms of your assets what could you tell me what a ritual might be in this context a ritual is magic a ritual is basically okay. a spell that you know, and as you continue to progress, you will get better at that spell and gain new abilities. 
Let's do a ritual. I think it's interesting. We haven't had magic yet. I want to see how that goes about. And magic is very solitary in this world anyways. Mm -hmm. So I like the idea of Hila being this individual person anyways because of her backstory. Do you, and now... Yeah, for, for sure. And, and yeah, possibly having some latent powers or something. Um, yeah. You can choose whatever asset you want. Uh, only one of the assets I will allow you to choose specifically what you want. So... Under ritual, there's a there's a series of rituals that you can decide mm -hmm. one or you can roll for it and make it random. Um, if you have a question about roll. one, I can explain what it does. We haven't rolled yet, and half the fun is rolling for this stuff. Let's roll for what Okay, so there has. are – I forget how many rituals there are. Let me look here real quick. Um, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Roll a d20, and we're going to ignore anything above 17. Sounds good to me. 17. Oh, wow. Okay. So you get the whatever the very last ritual is, which is ward. When you ward. walk a wide circle, sprinkling the ground with salt, you will roll plus wits. On a strong hit, you may choose two. When a foe first crosses the boundary, you may take plus one momentum. When you first inflict harm... They will take an extra plus one harm, uh, or your ward is likely a trap, to or t likely to trap the foe within the boundary. So you could probably roll the oracle, and if you succeed, they are trapped within that ward. That's kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Okay, so we've chosen our first asset. It's time for the other two. Uh, okay. Companion, path, combat, talent, or another ritual. What, what do you think? Um... Path is kind of what uh, defines somebody, like, as their, as a person. Yeah, let's go with Path. I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, where they put in Orphan in, in that respect, you know. Ten. Okay, so you're going to roll a D100, and we're going to ignore anything okay. above... Uh, like a yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll ignore a perfect hundred, a twelve. Twelve. Okay, so let's go twelve down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You are honor bound. When you turn oh. the tide, which is a, a a move you make in combat, envision how your vow gives you strength in this moment. Then you may make your move add plus two and take plus one if you a uh, uh, momentum on a hit. So this is all about like. When it's time to turn the tide, flavor-wise, you say, like, you know, Leela looks back at her vow of doing this, and it, it steals her, and she, you gain plus two to your next roll, which is pretty amazing. Perfect. That's awesome. Uh, all right. That's number two. Time for one more asset. Um, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of my, my choices again. I... I mean, a combat makes a lot of sense. Yeah, be, be able to, you know, be useful in combat or gaining another ritual if you just really want to be a full spooky bitch. Oh, don't tempt me. <laughs> don't use the the title spooky bitch because I... I know you've been meaning to, to make one for a while. Yeah. Uh, let's, do, let's do combat talent. Let's roll it out because I want everyone to be able to have something to pull from Hila. Oh, Eli's tempting me in the chat too. No, I gotta save it. There's, There's so I have to, yeah, yeah. 
Combat uh, talent. Let's do it. Uh, roll a, a d20 and we'll ignore anything above 14. <laughs> She's insisting. God, jeez, you got a 14. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, so it's Thunderbringer again. It's at the bottom oh, of the list. I'll allow you to re-roll that. That's the big that. hammer, yes. right? That's the big hammer. I'll allow hammer. you to re-roll yeah. that. We don't need another half. No. <laughs> we'll ignore anything. Guy is okay. lucky 11. he's alive anyways. 11's better. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Slinger. If you wield oh. a sling, uh, when launched from a sling, a simple stone inflicts deadly harm, which is two harm. When you enter the fray by barraging your foe with sling bullets, inflict harm on a strong hit. It's pretty cool. I think that's so perfect for her, too. Yeah. That's so, like, David and Goliath, you know, marching out into the storm with just a slingshot. Yeah, I, th I think that's super cool. So we've chosen our assets. It's time to kind of make a decision about what our um, attributes, where they lie. Uh, so mm -hmm. we have... Whoops. Uh, we have Edge, Heart, Iron, Shadow, Wits. And the way this works is one of them has to be one. Two of them... Right. No, I'm sorry. Two of them are one. Two of them are two. And one of them is three. So what? how would you like to assign the attributes? So, uh, well, we use Wits for our magic, right? No. For magic, what what is important is that you put your stats in the moves that are benefited from your assets. So for instance, okay. with ward, it's nothing. The, uh, with okay. path, it's turn the tide. And okay. turn the tide is a... I think it's a you, combat. Yeah, you would just make a move, not a progress move. Okay, uh, so, so that's... So that doesn't really matter. But eventually there so... is a secure an advantage and compel... Uh, which I think they use any of the stats. Compel is uh, uh, heart, heart and... iron, shadow. Okay. And uh, at uh, secure an advantage, it can be any of the stats. I think heart and wits should be the highest. If if we don't have anything tied to attributes, Let's I think see. that might be because enter the fray is also one. a combat. Right? But and and yeah, and enter the fray you would roll plus heart. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, so I think heart and wits are our highest. Okay, so heart. Uh, which one do you want to be a three? A heart or wits? Let's do heart at three. All hearts. Okay. Yeah. So uh, heart is... Whoops, I didn't mean to do that. I wanted to just change it. Um, how do I update it? Let's see. Oh, edit. Here we go. So heart is going to be three, and then that means wits is two. You can make another thing two, whether it be shadow, iron, or edge. Let's do edge. Two. Edge is edge is good because edge is like slingshot, like that'll come up. Yeah. So your iron and your shadow are at one, which means she's not very sneaky and she's not very good with you know weapons and such. Strength. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, th I think that fits her. Okay. So we've gotten the stats. We've gotten the assets. We need to choose three bonds. Give me three bonds that are related to her. Okay. Um, so do I just come up with these? Or it, it, are these if you, if you'd like, we can make a, a roll for it. Yeah, let's make a roll. Okay. I like the idea of rolling for those. Roll a uh, D100. Okay. And we'll find out this NPC's role that might help define... Who they are. 51. 51. 
They are a forager. This person is a forager. I like that. Uh, does anything come from your mind? Do you want to roll on the theme die or maybe their disposition? Um, a descriptor think... of them? Oh, a descriptor of them. Um, I think they're sort of an outcast. I, I think that Ela probably rem uh, you know, keeps herself near outcasts. So maybe that's a descriptor for them. So they are a uh, forager, I, not necessarily for the tribe. Like maybe, yeah, they bring back the occasional potato or something that, you know, they throw into the pile. But they really are, they're foraging for themselves. Yeah, I, I think it, I view it as sort of like scavenger. Like they're looking for the next coolest thing they found in the storm. Right. And so when Ela and them are spending time, it's usually away from the tribe. It's usually like they're showing Ela the newest thing that they found or whatever it might be. Okay, so this is not a family member because we've established that uh, Ela has a is an orphan. Uh, this is just somebody they know. Uh, did they grow up with this person? Anything? Any any particular I, details? I think maybe it's another orphan. I, I think that's the only sort of relationship you have in in terms of the tribe, or at least the closest you can get in a relative. So maybe that's how they knew each other. And is this person touched in some way? Are they a little slow? Are they, um, uh, do they have any weird quirks? We could probably roll for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can roll for that. Would you like to determine their goal? Their goal, uh, I think is to find uh, a piece of treasure. So forge something that the tribe will give them respect for. Ah, I, I think that's what they're out to do. I think they want to find the next big piece of gold or whatever it might be that brings them a lot of, so, uh, you know, so, respect in the tribe. Right. So this is literally the the old guy that's combing the beach with his uh, metal detector. <laughs> exactly. Like, and, you know, they're they're picking up, I don't know, like hunks of metal and going, maybe this is something. Right. You know? What new invention did I find in the storm here? This is yeah. going to be the next big thing. A little bit of a... Uh, of a um... Like, I imagine they probably have a big pack full of junk that they've collected. You know, they're a little bit of a junk exactly. collector, ju junk seller. Uh, do totally. we want to determine a name for this person? Yeah, can we roll for that one? I Absolutely. Think that... Give me a D100 roll. Uh, do we want it to be... I guess it doesn't matter. We have male names and female names. You want you can uh, ask either the way, I got, I got a 30, so a maybe 30. just whatever 30 is on either one. So either Becca or Vesna. Vesna, Vesna for sure. <laughs> yeah. And and Vesna is an old man, an old woman. What what do you think Vesna is? I think maybe the same age as uh Eli, ah, so pretty that makes young. Sense. I, I yeah, I think they're they've been um growing up together and you know I think maybe people look down on Ela for even cavorting around with Vesna. Maybe people have higher hopes for Ela than they ever do Vesna. Sure, sure. And so Ela's sort of the person that doesn't count them out, you know. All right, that's one bond. Can you think of another? Uh, let's roll again. I, I kind of want to roll for yeah. all these. Yeah, that's um, fine. Let's do a um, – let's have somebody with a goal. Go ahead and roll uh, D100, and let's see this new NPC's goal. Okay. Well, that's not a – Yeah, die. that's not possible. <laughs> a 54. This character's goal go. is to collect a debt. This character's goal oh. is to collect a debt. 
Okay, that's really interesting. Uh, would you like to determine a descriptor of them? Maybe maybe some more details. Roll another D100 and let's see if we can get a description of them in some way. Yeah, let's do that. A one. A one. This person is stoic. I think maybe Ela is friends with the local... Um, we, we don't really have law enforcement or anything like that, but maybe the local... I don't know. I'm thinking like, yeah. a, like a Mandalorian situation. I like, I like big... that idea. Like the local bounty hunter, the local yeah, you know, guy who's willing to you know do it. The, the bounty hunter. And so maybe it's like a casual relationship between them where like she's really interested in what he, he or they or, or she does for a living, right? Um, uh, and uh, Go ahead. And, and that relationship is sort of like they care for Ela as much as Ela's interested in what they do. And I even think it would make sense that maybe Ela came to this person and asked about finding their their parents or or you know finding out more about how they could find their parents. Um, yeah, uh, I think that'd be awesome. We got from Angel here in the chat says an Ironbound whose bond is to protect the tribe. That's cool. That could be pretty good. I, yeah. I like that too. Do we want to replace that or just make that our third uh, connection? Our third NPC uh, bond. Uh, I, I think maybe replace that. I think that okay, works cool. for us. I, I mean, because that works in the context of a bounty hunter too. Maybe his bond to protect the tribe is he goes and fetches the people who were, uh, you know, doing things they weren't supposed to. And so it just takes on the air of a bounty hunter. I, I like that. So his goal is to collect the debt. Uh, his bond is to protect the tribe. Um but Aaron asks, but whomst in this small tribe will they be hunting? I think that's a interesting question. Yeah, and, and maybe um, it's maybe we flip it on its head where it's not necessarily hunting criminals, although that could happen, but maybe he's just hunting people that have disappeared or or are Yeah, yeah, lost. trying to bring people back. I think it'd also be interesting because in this era of bounty hunting, maybe he's waiting for criminals who ran out into the storm. Like like he has a map of people that will come up in the next few miles. And he's like, Oh, we're coming along Greg from 20 years ago who stole and then ran off into the storm to save himself or whatever it might be. Right. And so, you know, maybe he stops those people. I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So um, he's stoic. He is iron bound. Uh, he's, his goal is to collect the debt. His bond is to protect the tribe. Um what is the debt that he can be trying to collect? Maybe is it a debt between him and Ela, or is it a debt that the tribe owes him? Uh, that someone who's lost to the storm owes him. I, I like that. It's someone who was lost to the storm. Maybe, you know, maybe he gave someone the benefit of the doubt, right? Like let them go on a crime that they perpetrated against the tribe. And he saw pity on them. And then release them into the storm, and now he's hoping to bring them back and you know call on that debt or whatever it might be. What do you think? Yes, so it's it's kind of like I need to track down this person. I think that he would probably know where that person is, just is. Not, just like not able to get to them right now because the storm isn't necessarily because there. Because the storm is, yeah. yeah. Collected debt. Um, uh, an ally went into the storm with something of this person's Value. and never returned, right? 
Yeah, I like that. So it's something of his that they carried into the storm. Okay. Maybe someone with a vow who needed a sword or something like that. Maybe it's his family sword because we do those ancestor weapons or whatever. Uh, I think Un Angel Verde has a very interesting idea. Maybe he's bound oh. to marry someone and that someone has been lost to the storm. I love I, that. I, I love so, that too. Yeah, holy So shit, the debt awesome. is that... Uh, a lover was lost to the storm, and they hope to find them and collect that love debt, whatever that means. Uh, but I, I think yeah. that's a good place to build on. Um, okay, uh, that's cool. I think this character's cool. Does this character live within the tribe? Is he on the outskirts of the tribe? Where is he? I think he lives. I think that's maybe Ela's connection to the center of town. Okay. So if if Vesna is the person they spend a lot of time with, then this person is maybe the most connection that Ela has to regular life in the tribe. And I like, like also, the most... I like also that Ela uh, has um, asked uh, this person before uh, their advice on how to track their parents, right? Yes. The idea that, you know, maybe Ela has even joked around that when Ela finds their parents, uh, they're gonna bring him with them. Okay, roll you know, the d hundred. Let's let's find out this person's name. Love it. Okay. Eighty two. Who's my buddy? Eighty two. Uh, ba ba Servin. S e r v a n. Servin. I think that's awesome. Servin's a pretty Ela cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, bounty hunter name. Uh, okay, so we've got Vesna and Servin. Let's come up with one more. All right, I'll roll the D100 here. All right. We've got a flat 100 for whatever table we're putting that on. Uh, well, do we want a, dis uh, a descriptor, disposition, goal, or their role within the tribe? I I really liked the goal. Let's go with goal again. Okay. that, I feel like... We found a good answer. With a, with a 100, roll twice. So you're going to roll two more D100s, and let's see what happens. Okay. They're going to have oh, two man. goals, it sounds like. A so 39, a 39 and, an and an 82. Okay. Restore a relationship is 39, and then gain knowledge is 82. Restore a relationship and gain knowledge. Gain knowledge. I think maybe this could be the person who took Ela in, right? Uh, and so they used to have a very close relationship because this was a caretaker. Uh -huh. But I also think maybe he, they were half caretaker, half researching Ela, trying to look into these magical effects ah. that she can bring from being an orphan. So sort of like a Doc Brown, not Doc Brown directly, but a researcher type who said, I'm going to take you in. I'm going to, I'm going to look after you. When you're not looking, I'm studying you. Uh, Maybe Ela had yeah. this moment where she discovered she's a test subject and not a daughter and, you know, ran off to live on her own. I, I love that idea, and I love the idea that since Ela has a ritual, since she has a power, she would probably be under another spellcaster of some kind. So maybe, uh, you know, the, yeah. the, 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 maybe the tribe's... Um, uh shaman or or you know something to that effect somebody yeah. that also has powers so they are we'll say that they're a shaman we'll say that um it would be interesting if i was go ahead i was thinking we've done the ironmongers and the historians a lot with half story 
maybe this person could belong to um the cartographer who's our third uh, the cartographer for sure for sure uh i think that makes total sense um obviously gaining a knowledge gaining knowledge is an obvious one for them they're trying to gain their power as a as a shaman or as a ritual yeah. user restore a relationship though define that for me are they trying to i th go ahead i i think they're trying to restore the relationship with Ela. they ah. hurt because i think it was a loving relationship the the work was second to the love of Ela, but they still had this code to the cartographers who are pressing them and saying, you need to find an answer to the orphans. And if you don't get us that information, you know, we can't find the the way out of the storm. So, you know, it, it was less of like, I want to break Ela's heart and learn what I have to learn. It was more that there's remorse for the fact that Ela found out. And so the, gotcha. the working on the relationship is recovering them. Gotcha. Restoring relationship with Ela, uh, uh, due to the way she was raised right right uh you know yeah. maybe in the process of trying to bring out these ritual abilities uh they were a little stringent or a little hard on yeah Ela. so restore relationship with Ela due to the way they they raised her uh they're they're kind of seeking redemption yeah and they want to still gain knowledge however certainly being a cartographer certainly having ritual powers uh, this is interesting, and I think this is something we can work on. Let's roll a d100 to determine the name. Okay. Also, if you wanted, we could roll a descriptor and maybe uh, des describe something physically about this person. Yeah, let's do a descriptor, okay. too. So for the for the name, it's 23, and for the descriptor, it's 69. Yeah. Nice. For 23. <laughs> uh, okay, this is interesting. Uh I pronounce it as Adon, A-E-D-D-O-N, Adon or, or Adon. Adon, I love that. Adon's cool. And then you said 69 for the descriptor. Manipulative. Manip Ooh, I think that's perfect. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. So we'll have to remember that although they raised you, Adon tends to be a little manipulative. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I think there's still love there, but I think yes. definitely Adon has other, uh, you know, motives in in that. If there were psychiatrists in the tribe, maybe they're a little uh, um, selfish, a little uh, egomaniacal yeah. in that little, way. Little, yeah, narcissistic. Yeah. We have chosen our bonds. We've chosen um, all of our stats. We just need to sh choose a short-term vow and a long-term vow for Ela. Short-term vow, long-term vow. So I think long-term vow, and this is purely because you and I were discussing it during the break, I want to know what an epic vow is like. Mm. So I want to know what that huge journey is like. You know, how can May Day accomplish that? Um, I really want the vow of find our parents, and they're out there cool. somewhere in the storm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so our long-term, we'll say... I think that epic implies almost impossible. I think it's just a matter of time Dangerous. and danger. I think extreme is the more extreme, right? Uh, yeah, let's go with the extreme then. Okay, so your extreme vow is going to be find the parents you lost in the storm due to. Well, we'll say find the parents you lost in the storm, or that were that were. Uh, what's the word for like being cast out? Excommunicated. 
you you lost in the storm due to excommunication. I'm sure I'll revive that at some point, but we'll say it's an extreme vow. And now what's a more tangible short-term vow that Ela can can um do? I really like what we did with uh Servin, our buddy. Um I think maybe the easier vow is that Servin's lover is close he remembers where they lost them right ah and so the short-term vow is Ela has agreed that they're gonna go out with him and find um okay that lover okay so um we'll we'll say that what it is is that the storm has moved into a position to where uh adon oh no what was his name uh, Servin. Servin. Think, right? Servin knows that his love is near and that if he can just head out and find her and retrieve her, then all will be right. So he asks um, Ela to do Ela. this and Ela makes an iron vow to help him. I think that's a great idea. How difficult is this? I think formidable. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, formidable. Uh, the vow is to help Servin find his lost his love. love and i think that's super cool we'll make some decisions about where this lover has been lost and and kind of the details of that stuff next session the last thing i want to do is i think at least 2 days have passed since we were with half and now we've created this new character let me ask you to roll a d8, and we are going to determine okay. where the storm moves next. Awesome. A two. A two. So we decided that true north was uh, eight, and then winding backwards from there. So northwest is one, west is two. So the storm is wow. going to move west. Backwards. Uh, hold on. I have to think about how the math of this is because yeah, uh, it's due west. I don't want to go too many hexes, but that doesn't make sense. It would have to be something like this. That yeah, I'm always looking for the little flower pattern in the center of the storm. So okay, so that's our yeah. new position now for the storm. It has it is moving west. When we begin again with Ela next session. It will be moving west, and we'll find out what adventures Ela can get into with our, our new character. Very excited to see this. But I think this is a good place to bring the session to a close. Um, Caleb, thank you for joining us today. This has been a blast. Of course. Thank you, man. I, I've loved every minute of this. I can't wait to get back in. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry now that you might have to wait several sessions before you come back. But Oh, you're totally fine. So here's the thing, though. We have gone through the cycle of everybody. You can roll a d6 and determine who's next, or if you can think of some other cockamamie way of deciding who would be next, I'm, I'm down for that. But letting the dice um, decide is always welcome. Yeah, let's let's let the dice decide. Okay, I you're going to roll a d6. Way. You're going to ignore two because you stand for two. We've okay. always had you as the, the number two in the d6. Five. A five. So it went um, Amanda, you, and then... Zakia, Aaron, that's four. And then finally five was Allegra. 
Of course it's Leg. So I think Allegra is going to come back if she can or if they can next session. And uh, we are going to see what they do with Hila. Leg is going to smack this out of the park. I, <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I wrote this for Leg. This is, this is yeah, this is a very course. Allegra character. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think this is great. Let's it's let let's see what happens as uh, they return. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's that's the end of the session. So, Caleb, yeah. is there anything you want to say or do or um, uh, mention before we end our session? I want to mention that right now we are on the push for our new season. That Ahsoka needs so much love and it deserves so much love. I want to thank Eli just for running that game in general. Yeah. I'm so excited that people liked our first episode and that they're turning out for for the new one this Friday. Our first episode uh, is up to, on Twitch now. Exactly. And to just keep following, keep supporting, and and hopefully check out the rest of Ahsoka. Because I know I'm so excited that people are talking about Anchor and Rad already. I love that relationship so much. I, I listened with our, our stream this last week, and I just kept thinking like how much fun it was to – to get to play off you and, and have that relationship. It, so, yeah, it was, it was, forward to it more. was a lovely change of place to be, to pace, to be a player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So that's, that's it for iron sworn session six. Awesome. All right. Awesome stuff guys. Thanks for checking in with us. Uh, remember that, uh, we are wherever you hear podcasts. We are on YouTube. We are on Twitch, but we, uh, want to thank our, uh, Twitch fans for checking us out and uh, showing us love we will see you uh this coming fr this coming friday which is the next episode of ashoka will be released there we go awesome okay guys we'll see you later all right thank you serge bye-bye guys mm -hmm.